What do you guys want to do? You are in a room full filled with blood streaked on the floor. I say we go through that portal. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else for us to find here. Um, the room, the room's pretty much got just that. It's like a there's a portal rune, a, tra- a teleport rune, etched on the ground. Um, there's a slab next to it um, that looks like someone was carried on that slab. Is there anything special about that slab of stone? Someone who had arcane abilities was on that stone. That blood is radiating arcane energies. Oh, what kind of arcane energies? Wild magic, specifically. Uh, no, I'm good. You guys just want to... Yeah. I, I, I feel... I would feel really bad if we stayed here too long. We gotta go save her. <laughs> you guys use the portal, uh, and you come into a another small hallway that leads straight to the north, and from down the way, you can actually hear um, people chanting. And you can see that the that it opens up into a larger room. Oh, good. A larger room. I will enjoy this. Well, this is a lovely image. Yeah, there's four mages surrounding an altar. Um, and on that altar, you see the wolf form of Ixis is incapacitated in the center of the room. They're all raising knives above her, and she looks in a really bad way. You can see that her chest is rising and falling very lightly, but otherwise there's not many signs of life. And at the far end of the room, there's a jagged crystal sculpture um, that seems to be glowing a faint yellow color. And there's a stream of black smoke that's coming from Ixis's body and is being cycled into the crystal. Are the wizards aware of our presence? Yes, they're all actually looking in, like, they're, they're looking between you and Ixis on the altar, but they have not stopped their chant. That group of wizards you said? Yeah, right here. If you're going to immediately start, this isn't no surprise round, so we'll just roll initiative if you're going to run right into combat. Ah, let's do it. I like how he gets a jump, a jump on the DM, but it's still not a surprise round. I'm very upset about an injured wolf on the altar. Yeah, that, that's why I started off with a fireball. I, I'm not waiting. <laughs> um, we're going to start out. It is this guy's turn right here. Um, and he is, for his action, he's going to plunge his knife down into Ixis. Oh, my God. Oh, causing her to shriek in pain. And a plume of black smoke geysers out of the wound that he left and streams towards the crystal here. Um, and it is Landis's turn. Fuck him up. I think to start, I'll just keep it simple. Um, so that was the guy on the left that just did that? Yeah, this this guy right here. Take it 22 hits. Uh, yeah, definitely. And then the guy on the right in the red down near us is also a bad guy too, right? That's me. Here? Oh, that's <laughs> you. That's Bob. So okay. far. All you wizards look alike. All right, Webby. Okay, so I'm casting Fireball at 6th level oh, in the center oh, of those wizards. What's your spell save, DC? <laughs> Holy Jesus. There's okay. one for um, It's not fucking around. Mm-mm. That was a really good roll. I have a spell save DC of 16. I click anger- angrily, and I use the rest of my movement to climb up the ceiling. Uh, before we get to Tali's turn, uh, the crystal begins to pulse really rapidly. That yellow light is kind of blinking in and out on it, and you guys hear um, like this kind of deep rumbling sound. 
uh, and uh, a small cloud of black smoke. Like, there's black smoke being siphoned into it, um, but there's, like, a, a haze of black smoke that now begins to form around the outside of it. Um, she, okay, here's what she's going to do. She's going to cast Heat Metal on the daggers that... Or rather, the dagger that uh, Mage on the far right is holding. Uh, that does not save, so he drops the dagger. Yes. So we move to Gob's turn. All right, I'm going to move over, and then I'm going to cast Polymorph. I'm going to cast it on Ixis, though. Oh, that is so smart. She's going to turn into a giant ape. This wizard here is going to cast Counterspell. Does that stop all third-level spells? Uh, I can cast it at a higher level. Welcome to the Thunderdome. Okay, counterspell a counterspell? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Absolutely, yes, it makes sense. you can counterspell it. Okay, I, I counterspell his counterspell. <laughs> Counterfoy! Oh. Here we go. Ixis turns into a into a giant ape. Yes! <laughs> go to town. Um, Korak, my man. Oh, shit. Uh, I don't want to burn anything yet, so I'll just play it cool. I'm aiming at the leftmost uh, mages. And after that, just for shits, I will start to fly about 15 feet up in the air. Yeah, fuck the floor. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to... It's that dude who just took 11 damage. It's his turn. He's going to cast Fireball right here. Oh, fuck. Oh, no, you don't, because I'm going to counterspell that shit. Ooh. Ooh, webby. Uh, okay, yeah, so nothing happens. Ha, take that. Uh, we will move to Ixus's turn. She's an ape now, but she's still... And she's going to attempt to punch this dude here with fist. Because that sounds awesome. Go, Ixus. With fist. Was that a plus nine to attack? <laughs> so the first one hits. He is not looking good. He takes a fist, like, just to the face. <laughs> And, and he, like, comes back, his nose is all, like, his nose is sideways, and his teeth are missing, but he's still holding on to that knife of his. Um, and we'll go to Ignis's turn. I'm just going to run ahead with my crossbow out. I'm going to fire two bolts at that dude uh, on the left. That doesn't hit. Oof, that doesn't hit. I'm sorry. How about the second one? Yep, second one hits. I'm just going to pull out my great axe, and then that's pretty much my turn. All right, yeah, the wizard on the left start, definitely starting to show signs of wear and tear. Roaring. Which which guys which guy are you hitting? Uh, I can do up to three. I want to hit the f first three on the from left to right. So this wizard uh, on the the furthest right wizard that you hit, um, you hit him with that, and the missile goes in through the top of his head, and he explodes. <laughs> first blood. We move to this. Wizard's turn, um, and he's gonna plunge that dagger down or forward, I guess, to the giant belly of the ape. A plume of black smoke uh, erupts from the wound and is siphoned into the yellow crystal. There's a loud roar that echoes through the cave. Um, I need everybody to make constitution saving throws for me. Uh, Aaron and Randy, you guys, um, there's a, a, there's this brilliant flash of light that almost seems to center from the crystal. You guys are going to be blinded for two turns. The rest of you watch as it seems like 
kind of the fabric of reality shimmers just a bit. Suddenly, within the room, you guys are looking at... Oh, oh fucky. Oh, no. A Dracolich. Oh, can we tell by the skeletal structure what type of dragon it is? It used to be a blue dragon. Is it the blue dragon? That's a really good question, but I think there's probably only one person in this room who'd be able to tell you, and he's blind right now. Oh, no. Mm. We're in trouble, <laughs> if it is. Actually, everybody except for Gob and Korak, because you guys are blind, uh, needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Everybody, you are now frightened for one minute. Everybody except for Gob and Korak, because you can't see it. Yeah, and we are going to go to this wizard now, who's going to turn. Um, and then he's going to cast Fly on himself, and he's going to levitate up 30 feet. And we go to Landis's turn. What are you attacking? Uh, the dude on the left. Yeah, I'm just trying to lower the numbers of how many dudes there are over there. Clear the ads. Uh, and also, um, how do you? How does that wizard who just flew upwards? How does he die? Let's pretend when the dragon came in, he kind of got knocked unbalanced a little bit and kind of leaned forward, and that firebolt went straight up his rectum and through his mouth. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Webby, we go to your turn. Is there a way I can chuck a fireball that hits the Draco Lich and the two cultists? Yeah, you could hit them both. Both of those wizards, uh, the fireball clears up, and both of those wizards are gone. Yay! Nice. I'm over there about by ceiling, because the floor is evil and will try to kill you. The crystal begins to pulse again. The black smoke that's around it moves um, out onto the battlefield. The smoke is going to move out onto the um, the field here and pool around the four bodies of the wizards. And their flesh melts off of them and they stand up as skeletons. Damn it. Um, and we go to Tali, who is going to... She's going to cast Disintegrate. That does not save. Um, only except that it does save. Because the dragon has legendary resistances. Gob, you are blind currently, um, but you know that some stuff has just gone down in this room. Right. <clears throat> I'm going to keep moving into the corner and just cast mirror image on myself. And then we're going to move to Korak's turn. I will just go ahead and move a little bit. Let's here. And I will cast, um, I'll go ahead and Eldritch Blast again, the two skeletons leftmost, and that will be a disadvantage for each of them. And Korak's gonna, he's gonna extend his middle fingers at them, but since he's blind, he's doing it in the wrong direction. Um, you destroy the one in the, on the, like, second from the left. We go to Ixus's turn. I think she's gonna throw a rock at the dragon. I'll just say that she tears, she, she breaks off the stone slab that she's sitting on and throws a, a chunk of it. Uh, yeah, that hits. So she's gonna do 7d6 plus 6. We're gonna move to Ignus. Think so f far away, goddammit. Okay, I'm gonna run up to there, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. You don't want to overrun? Oh yeah, I want to overrun this guy. Yes. <laughs> um, you you push him over and he falls down. <laughs> Take that skeleton. Uh, we go to Roran's turn. Okay, so are we still frightened and we can't move toward the dragon? If by we, you mean 
almost everybody. Almost everybody, but those who were blinded initially. It's my firebolt on the dragon. I'm really sorry, that doesn't hit. That does not hit. We move back up to the the beginning of the round. Everybody make oh, Jesus. constitution saving throws. Doesn't require my sight. Alright, Tolly's blind. Uh, the rest of you guys are fine. And when you that after there's a bright flash of light, the Draco Lich is gone. Yeah, yeah better you run. better run. And we're gonna move to Atlantis's turn. Okay, I'm going to cast Firebolt at the one at the back this time. I take it that doesn't hit. Uh, no, that hits. You blast it out of existence. Okay, and then I'm going to punch this guy. <laughs> punch. I'm assuming you're gonna attack him twice if he doesn't die the first time, right? That yeah. that right there, that right there, kill that, that amount of damage right there. The first one doesn't kill him, seven damage. But once you once you max it up to sixteen, yeah, he crumbles. Okay. Um, we move to Webby's turn. You do exactly enough damage to <laughs> cause his bones to burst into flames. Yeah, liberators. So I take it since he's still making his move turn by turn that this isn't over yet, and we can't GTFO. So the, the crystal begins to pulse uh, again with all that black smoke still feeding into it. The center of the crystal, it, like this, this crystal formation begins to sort of crumble outwards. Um, and from the center of it, uh, a figure rises up and out. It's a, it's a female figure with lots of small crystals jutting from her skin. Um, her eyes are a bright yellow color. She uh, levitates uh, about almost to the zenith of the uh, rooftop here and moves forward just a little bit. You guys hear uh, a rumbling sound as the whole room starts to shake pretty, pretty badly. Um, she's going to point at Ixus. No. Ixus is going to make a constitution saving throw. And Ixus is going to take 64 damage. Holy Ooh. shit. That spell is called Finger of Death. We go to Gob. Um, Go I think this is the beginning of your second turn since you were blinded. Keep stumbling around. Um, blinded. Cast another spell. Blink. Ooh. Alright, and that's it. But I don't okay. blink away. Okay. Alright. Cool. Korak, it's your turn, my dude. Um, well, unfortunately, guys, I do a lot of necrotic spells, so get ready for the Eldritch Blast show, and that's pretty much going to be it. Okay, so uh, same deal. Two beams at disadvantage. Goes to Ixus's turn. I guess she's going to tear off another piece of stone and throw it at this thing up in the air. That does not hit. Uh, I think I think it misses so badly it actually shatters on the, the the roof of the. She just like she just wangs it as hard as she can. We are gonna move to Ignis's turn in just a moment, um, because this thing's going to take a legendary action. I need Landis, Ignis, and Tali and Ixis to all make Constitution saving throws. Tali and Ignis are only gonna take half of this. What kind of damage is this? Uh, this is necrotic damage. So what what was that uh, spell? It's a spell called Blight. Um, Alright, sorry. It's Ignis's turn now. How high off the ground is she? Uh, 30 feet. Oh yeah, I can go right beneath her. So she's exactly 30 feet above me. I can... 
Oh shit. Use my fire breath. I love that visual, just run up. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Oof. Roll that damage. Take that, big bad. Damage is just 46. Okay. Um, we're going to move to Roran's turn. Roran's done chilling in the back here. I'm gonna try this once again. Ooh, boy, yeah, that hits. And that will be my turn. Can I see you again now? Uh, we're gonna go to Webby's turn. Okay. Gonna kill you with fire. Ten d sixes. <clears throat> oh yeah, when you mess with my family, you're you're gonna get burnt. <laughs> um, and it is her turn, and she's going to. She's gonna look down at. Ignis, and Ignis, I need you to make a dex saving throw. I'm going to use Indomitable. Oh, try that again. Kind of better. Okay, so she's casting Disintegrate. You're going to take the full brunt of that damage. Yikes. Oh, wow. Oh, even with my bracelet, that's no bueno. I mean, in fact, I'm dead. Or I'm Kea. Okay, and we're going to move to Tali's turn. She's going to actually do a spell, because she's a bard, and she has spells. She's going to play some music for me. <laughs> you know, I'm a, Come I'm back not... to life. Don't become <laughs> Ash. I'm going to pick at that little harp that she's got. Stay alive. Stay alive. Stay alive. <laughs> Here we go. She's going to cast Healing Word on you. And we'll move to Gob. You are, you can see. What does this woman look like? <laughs> uh, you see, um, it. I mean, it's it's your mother. It oh is, boy. This is this is Zenatha, Um, although you can tell that she is extremely uh, modified. Crystals are growing out of her skin. Uh, her eyes are glowing a bright yellow color that you've never seen before. Um, she's got some pieces of like this there's these pieces of metal that are kind of like underneath her robes you can see are glowing with that same yellow light um and you recognize that as the armor that your dad had talked about you only recognize her basically in vague looks everything else about this woman is not something you recognize you can tell like there's still the way that she's moving the way that she that you've heard her like speak her incantations and things like that there's still something in there um, that you do recognize of your mother. I I don't think that you can really tell whether or not this is something that can be reversed, or if like if that's if that's actually her, or if it's just like vestiges of her personality. I'm gonna cast message to her. I'm gonna basically tell her that I'm here. Um, if she's in there, she needs to fight against whatever's controlling her, and if she needs help, I'm here to help her. I don't think that you get a response back, per se, but she does turn to look at you. But I'll roll for a blink again, see if I stay on the plane. Okay. Um, Gob, you blink into the ethereal plane, which essentially looks exactly like like here, right? Like the room that you're in. Um, sort of, there's not like a lot of color in it. It looks like a, a washed out, um, almost like sepia tone version of the world. Um, however... Off to your left, right around here, you look, and you're staring right at this dragon. Oh, oh no. All right. Um, and we're going to move to Ignis's turn. So she is officially on the ground. Uh, first thing I'm going to do 
second wind to heal myself. That's uh, 1d10 plus my fighter level. Okay, so I'm going to run up to her, and I'm going to use Action Surge. And then I'm just going to use my Great Axe twice. Uh, I could have done attack. Eh, whatever. Yeah, that's all I could do. You're not going to overrun Gob's mom? <laughs> okay, I'll overrun Gob's mom. Yeah! <laughs> hey, that's a... What is that? We go to Roran's turn. Okay, is anybody hurting bad? I'm okay. Me. For now. <laughs> I'm pretty bad. Yeah, I'm not doing too well. Okay. He took the biggest hit, that's for sure. He's an absolute unit. <laughs> <laughs> he is like at the edge of 60 feet for me. I do cast healing on him. For 70? Yep, you regain 70. Woo! That's very shit. good. Um, okay. The dragon doesn't seem to notice Gob in the ethereal plane. Before we move to Webby's turn, Zenith is going to reach up and grab Ignis. Does 18 match your AC, uh, Ignis? Nah, it's over. Um, you're going to take 14 cold damage, unless you're resistant to cold damage. I can't remember. No, I'm not resistant to fire. Uh, and now make a constitution saving throw. Woo! Nice. Oh. All right. Okay. Um, perfect. Then you're good. All you take is the cold damage. Zenith is going to... Uh, go ahead, Ignis. Do you want to take an attack of opportunity? Because she's going to stand up. Sounds good to me. Just regular great axe attack, then? Um, yeah. Um, all right. And she's going to... So she's up 15 feet in the air now. Um, and she's going to... Let's see. Oh, boy. I get to use my chart. Um, I get to do something that's kind of fun, kind of not. This is actually more like... It's super scary. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, she points at Tali. Uh-huh. No. Um, and her eyes start to burn really brightly yellow. There's a, a, a yellow light that is, um, like, on Tali's chest. Um, and Tali's going to... I guess she's going to cast Heat Metal on the armor that Zenith is wearing. Gob, you are in the ethereal plane looking at a dragon. <laughs> I can't really do anything in that plane, though, can I? Uh, I mean, you absolutely can if you want to. It's all about preference. I'm going to pop back into our plane. And I'm going to try message again on Zenitha. This time I'm going to tell her I have... I found her journal. I know what she did. But it's not too late to stop fighting. Let's just have to die. I spoke with our dad. And I can help her reunite. Yeah, I kinda I kinda want you I want you to roll Arcana. Ooh. Ooh. Was, you know what? Um, <laughs> before you go into that, I'm just gonna use a point of inspiration and re-roll that. Man, alright, so here's here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna roll another D6. I'm gonna tell her she's not alone. I can help her. Roll insight now for me. Um, there's some. She's listening. There, like you can tell that you have her attention to some extent. Um, is that is that it for your turn? 
Yeah, um, I'm not gonna blink away this time. How does uh, she look? Um, she's still looking good. Alrighty, I'm just gonna run right up to her. Uh, and I'm just gonna try to attack once. Uh, that does not hit. I'm so sorry. Uh, essentially, that, that first one, you swing at her, um, and the axe, like, glances off of her robes. So, like, technically you do hit, right? Um, but because she's got this natural armor, um, her robes, you hear this clink as you can tell that you've hit, like, a big crystal under her robes. I'm gonna overrun. Mm -hmm. Yeah! Ooh, boy. <laughs> Get him down. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> back to back. Could any of these attacks like break her concentration on the spell? This this one she's definitely gonna have to make a concentration check. She's still good. Did we decide what kind of what 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 kind of being she is? This is this is a lich. You are looking at a full blown lich. Land Landis, it's your turn. Okay. So I'll be attacking with advantage now, right? That's correct. So guys, I'm going to spend a lot of Kai points because this seems like the best time to do it. Oh, go I to town. So I'm going to make my first attack and then I'm going to spend seven Kai points. So I'll have two left. Seven. Oh my God. The, you landed six of those. <laughs> you succeed in tearing away a lot of her robes during this whole thing. And you can see that like, there's a lot of, um, crystals on her body and many of them have now cracked um, she's starting to look bloodied uh, there's there's black smoke leaking from the cracks in these crystals so okay so we've passed it's now her turn again um, we have passed the bloodied point I'm just trying I'm trying to explain this to you guys so you know I have like mechanics for when she passes half health um, oh we got it happens health? It, it happens when uh, on her turn. So I need everybody to make constitution saving throws. Um, okay, so as far as with constitution saves, Rorin and Korak, you guys are going to take only half of this. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Um, the rest of you are going to take the full brunt. Uh, this is a this is a psychic damage. Um, this this wave of energy blasts out from from Zanatha and everyone who yeah shit everybody rolled their decks was pretty low. I didn't roll Ixis. I'm pretty sure Mr. Webby is unconscious. Um, all right, Zanatha stands up. Ixis hits her pretty square in the face. Zanatha is still pointing at Tali, and she levitates 15 feet above. The floor, once again, um, the beam of light that is on Tali's chest begins to actually extend outward from her um, towards towards Zanatha's finger. And uh, a beam of yellow light begins to extend from Zanatha's finger towards the light coming off of Tali as well. And just before they meet, Zanatha speaks a word. Oh no, and I know what this is. This word transcends um, any language you, any of you understand. Um, it's not a language of this earth. Korak's the only one who may have heard this word before in any shape or form. Um, and right when the light connects, this word is spoken. 
and Tali falls to the floor. All the color has drained from her and she is gone. Oh no! I know what that was. I know exactly what that was. And every single one of you arcanists in this room recognize power word kill. Oh no! She is gone from this life then. That was her last life. She traded her celestial thing. What was the word? Um, I was trying to get around, get around having to actually say a word because I don't, I don't know any cool death words to speak. What's the word, Asa? Google it right now. The Latin word for death is mortem. Yeet. Mortia, mortem. Yes, Tali, Tali Vos, Guyaka, um, whatever name you want to call her, her body falls limp and lifeless to the floor. And uh, Zanatha now turns and focuses her attention on Gob. Okay, can I make a reaction to all of that bullshit? going to burn my final spell slot to cast Hellish Rebuke at 5th level. So she needs to make a dexterity saving throw. I'm going to allow this. Because normally Hellish Rebuke needs to damage you, but I think that this sort of counts as that. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say so. Yep, okay. We would move to Tali's turn, but that's not happening. So we're going to move to Gob's turn. Okay, I'm going to keep walking towards her cast major image as I walk towards her um, all the people the environments were in start to kind of fade away disappear uh, instead she sees and she sees me and her and the walls of a house a nice house uh, the house we grew up in in Tuxantar and then there in front of her is a young child a little five-year-old gob holding a present wrapped neatly and his parents looking and smiling at him. And as he tears apart the paper, he gets his spell book, the same spell book that I have on me now. Oh. <laughs> and his parents smiling at him, encouraging him that soon he'll be full of all sorts of spells that can alter time and space and all sorts of useful things. Uh, but they caution him too. They caution him that they must only use it for good, never for selfish gains or for evil purposes. And that, um, with that power, opens doorways to some evil things that cannot be undone. And they encourage him that with guidance and with them helping, that one day he'll be a great wizard, greater than his dad, greater than their mother, greater than both of them combined. And God runs forward and hugs them both and just smiles so he's so happy to get his spell book. Jesus Christ, dude. Damn, the <laughs> onions every session. Come on. Then, uh, <laughs> those, those walls sort of start to fade away. Um, the god that's five years is now kind of a bit older. Um, at the doorway, his mother, his father stand there is his dad off to leave on some adventure again assures him okay i'll be back in a couple weeks 
you take care of your mother while I'm gone and kisses him on the forehead and leaves and as they leave Gob looks up at Zanatha and says so can we play chess again? And they run back to the chessboard as Zanatha makes their favorite tea. As she's playing the chess, it's not just regular chess, it's dragon chess, there's three tiers and she's teaching them all the methods, the, um, how to use each plane of existence to, to protect the king. It's always about the king. It's always about protecting the king. Um, even if you lose everything else, as long as the king is safe, then you're okay. And they keep playing and laughing and enjoying themselves. And then that <coughs> fades away as well. The walls fade away. And again, they're back to the same image of their dad at the door again, off on another adventure. It's going to be them. This time, Gob is a bit older, about 12 now. This time at the door, his father says, yeah, we're off to seek um, a dragon, Ipidus, who's been causing problems. I think we know where he is, so we'll trap him and hopefully we can control him with the armor and I'll be back in a couple weeks like always take care of your mother kisses God on the forehead and kisses Anatha and leaves and that's the last time they'll ever see him alive and as this image of him walking away fades um, soon everything starts to fall apart in this image the walls start to crumble Everything kind of turns dark and black, and it's another memory of the time that um, Zanatha is confronted by the town for practicing dark arts. Uh, the police come at the door and say, please come peacefully. And instead, they sneak away through the underground cave um, off to the boats. But before they can get on the boat and escape, there's six guards there. And, um, with one look, Zanatha sticks out her finger and black tendrils kill all of them, reanimate them. And as they're on the boat, Zanatha standing surrounded by the undead guards that she just killed and a 12-year-old gob, she says, come son, we have a new life out there for us. And she sticks out her hand and gob hesitates and instead of taking her hand, just, just runs, runs the opposite direction. As everything fades out, again and Gob's running and running um, eventually he comes to a shiny silver plane um, the astral plane and he comes to a fire and above that fire is his dad and it's a new memory but this time it's a memory that Zanitha doesn't know it's Gob and his father and they embrace Oral says to Gob I'm just waiting for her but She's lined herself with powers that are keeping her from me. I'll wait, but I don't know if I'll ever be able to see her again with the evil forces. If you see her, just tell her I just want to be with her again. And then that image fades away too, and we're left back in the, in the realm we are, God. Just standing in front of um, Zanatha, and with that message still, just pleading and begging her to stop fighting to turn against the forces that are controlling her and to, to, to come back. Wow. Did you write all that beforehand? <laughs> God. Maybe. Every damn Maybe I did. time. <laughs> that was incredible, dude. Wow. I think that 
she will come down from uh, her levitation. She'll actually set foot on the floor. And and I know like I know so I'm going to acknowledge that leg that legendary actions don't normally allow for movement. Um but in the interest of this particular point of the story, I'm going to burn all three of her legendary actions for this turn and allow her to approach Gob with her full movement. Um now, because she doesn't, un she doesn't move out of Landis's reach. This, uh, the yellow glow in her eyes is lessened, but it's still there. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to do on this turn? Ooh. I would say this time, out loud, not just in message, that um, we can help you. Just, just stop. The she, so she speaks back to you. Um, and her voice is sort of double or even like triple. There's three different tones coming from her mouth when she speaks. Um, but the strongest tone is that of your mother, as you know her. And she says, no one can help me. And we'll move to Korak's turn. Um, so many feelings going on right now. Ugh. In the... In the interest of continuing this amazing moment, I am going to <clears throat> do what my character would do. <laughs> Regardless of what any of you think is helpful in this situation, Korak is going to spend his entire action to get to Tali. And he collapses to his knees and futilely will be casting Spare the Dying. And as he's doing so, for the first time in your experience traveling with Korak, from the beginning of trading Spice, to him coming to realize who he actually is, to going back to his home in Master's Point, to everything he's been through, you have never seen him cry. And he is sobbing like a broken child over Tali's dead body. And he drops his weapons to the ground. And that's all he's going to do in this turn. Oh, buddy. Uh. Um, Ignis, it's your turn. <laughs> and uh, so, like, this illusion pops up, and you saw the gorilla form of Ixus slide, like, back. She, she slowly transformed back into a wolf. Am I able to give her a potion? I don't see why not. I'll do that, and everything else is kind of confusing, so I guess I'll just do that and nothing else. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't know All what right. to do. Well, Gob just changed everything. I think what Roran's seeing, he's tempted to do something along the line of read thoughts um, with uh, Zanatha, but also sees an unconscious Webby and a dead Tali. Um, I think Roran is going to. Uh, even if it is a failure, he's gonna cast, uh, he's gonna run up to help Tali. You, you as a cleric, um, you would know that it's not just zero hit points, she is dead. So, just in the interest of story, is there 
any chance for Tali being saved at this point, or did the DM pretty much just kill her? That's um, that's power over kill. It's permanent death. She's permanently dead. At least in this lifetime. Oh wait, no, she gave up her blood. So yeah, she's gone for reals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That that's why why I'm saying is like Landis isn't going to go after somebody's family member. I'm sorry. So once he realizes that he's like family stronger than anything to him, so he's not gonna attack. <laughs> no, I I definitely yeah I definitely think that's in character for Landis. So, so at this point, uh, Landis is just going to uh, kneel down and um, basically just start praying at this point. And you guys have never heard him pray before because he never spoke, but now you're hearing the spoken words of his prayers that you have never heard before when he's in meditation state. So, so what do I need um, to roll? Uh, just roll a d20. A d20? Okay, nothing just added to d20. it? Yeah, just a, yeah, just a straight d20. Okay. Ugh. All right, so that's one failure. And we're going to go to... Zanatha. The yellow glow in her eyes has diminished a lot now. Um, in fact, she kind of blinks a few times and looks around the room and kind of surveys this the carnage, all the blood, um, the bodies, the skeletons, um, the, the scorched ceiling from uh, Ignis's fire breath, um, the shattered crystal, the broken altar, the wounded wolf, um, Korak sobbing over Tali's body, um, a spider passed out in the corner. And the the yellow light almost completely leaves her eyes for a moment. Um, and she looks back at you, Gob, and you look into your mother's eyes. And she smiles and puts her hand on your cheek. Um, God, don't cry. <clears throat> oh. She says, um, my, you've, you've come so far. Why would you ever do this for a, a monster like me? Because you're my mother. Oh. I'd do anything for you. Oh. I did it for more than just you. I did it for dad, too. Um, and she smiles again, and she says, I'm... I'm certain that your father would be proud her smile falters a minute and she's like this this power that i've that i've taken it's not it's not going to allow us much time you have to go can i know what she's trying do i choose to fail it or not or? there's a, a lot of power moving through her arm um into her hand and onto you um, and this is a spell called Plane Shift. Well, I won't um, resist. I'll even say, I trust you. She casts Plane Shift on you, Gob. Um, and you are suddenly standing in the astral plane. Um, the rest of you guys watch as Gob um, disappears from the room. Zanatha turns back 
to look at the rest of you, and her eyes are blazing yellow again. Oh, jeez. Um, Gob, what are you going to do on the astral plane? I reach towards my dagger that, in that last time I heard my father speak through it, I reach for that dagger and unsheath it. And, um, not in a wheeling it, but more in a way to listen to it um, and see if my dad's there and um, see if I can summon him. Um, while you're listening to this dagger, you hear a light sobbing sound. Um, and you vaguely recognize the cadence as belonging to Tali. I should say, you, you actually do hear um, a, a soft, well, it's a deep voice um, that is like, it's, you can tell it's it's trying to console whoever this is that's sobbing. You, you're assuming it's Tali. Um, and that voice you pretty much recognize also as your, being your father. There is a, cl- a big cloud of black smoke in the sky. I would seek out the, the voice then if I can't see anything right in front of me. Okay, yeah. So you, you you try walking a couple different directions um, and eventually find which direction is making the, like, channeling that whispering to be a bit louder. You start heading that direction. Korak, it's your turn. I will slowly get back up to my feet, look towards Anatha and the rest of the party, and I'm going to spend my entire action to fly straight up next to her, and Korak is going to summon his Pact of the Blade oh. as oh. dark necrotic energy fills the cavern and forms into my two hands as a giant maul with Garrisil symbol is on it. Oh, with tears in my eyes, I am looking at Zanatha and I have my weapon ready. And the only thing I care about right now is killing her. And that's all I'm able to do. Roran runs away 90 feet. <laughs> <laughs> Ignis, it's your turn. I think I'm just going to follow suit with that and go for an attack. Yeah, great axe. I can make that a pursuit. Yeah, that, that that hits for sure. So then that hits that plus a d8. I'll take a second time. Ooh, buddy. I'll do the same thing. Another uh, precision attack, so... Um, you embed your axe into one of the larger crystals on her chest, um, and it begins to leak black smoke really fast. Holy shit, this whole scene is ridiculous. I am imagining, like, basically now that Gob has been whisked away, he doesn't have to witness this. And we have no idea where he is, so to us, he's probably dead. We just watched her just kill two party members. Is it? So, Webby, go ahead and roll... Another death saving throw. <laughs> another death saving throw. Oh, oh I'm terrible at these. How many is that? Two two failures? Oh, two failures. Two for three. Zenatha is going to point a finger at Korak. Oh, no. And Korak, I need to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. She points a finger at Korak and a beam of green light blasts from her fingers Ooh. Oh. Oh. 75 as she casts disintegrate so Korak will look back at you guys briefly and look at Tali and he slips down to his knees trying to brace himself with his maul and he collapses onto his face knocked out 
Um, it's Gob's turn. I'm gonna try to contain my mother's soul if she's actually. Holy dead. shit! Soul king. Whoa! Shit. Holy shit! <laughs> and if you remember from before, my uh, dagger is the silver cage that she would fill up. Yes. Wow. I'm not going to forget about that. This is something we're going to have to revisit in just a minute. Is that all right with you? Yeah. Because um, te technically she's not dead yet, but I have established that time works in weird ways <laughs> in the ast astral plane. Yes. Um that's that's amazing. Okay, are you still you're still searching for the voices too, right? You're still walking. Yeah, I'm trying. I guess that black smoke would be filling my dagger as I'm yes. doing that. Yes, yes, it's siphoning siphoning off of the from the sky and moving into the dagger. Okay, and I'm that still is, searching for the, the crying. Wow, yes. you could do so much with this one spell. This is yeah, crazy. A... Correct. Okay, wait, is it my turn already? Yeah. Okay, so. Um, I'm going to make a death saving throw. And that is a success, correct? That is a success, yes. Okay. So, the same necrotic energy that filled the cavern earlier and formed my maul will start to glow brightly in my hands as I slowly get back up to my feet as I have procced Defy Death. Whoa! <laughs> and I slowly turn to face Sinatha again. And just make the biggest, most angry face I can through my tears. And that's all I'm able to do. But I do need to roll a d8. Alright, I'm for my free action. I'm just gonna yell everybody back away from her. I can't, I'm unconscious. <laughs> right behind Zanatha is a flame strike. Fire and radiant. When okay. it radiant be two. extra so damage she's gonna take 19 damage with that because uh, she's yeah dead. yeah Oof. okay she's taking 28 damage with that oh my god <laughs> she's like these these um crystals on her uh have cracked a lot and and they're actually geysering black smoke out of them now um like a steam pipe being pierced um, and actually, she's facing Korak, so I do need Korak and Ignis. Wow, I couldn't remember your name for a second. <laughs> to make um, Constitution saving throws. Okay, so to summarize, I missed both of my saving throws. This is your last saving throw. This this may be his last saving throw. <laughs> it's it's cook all over again. Oof. Danny, I don't know why all my characters hate all your characters. It's okay. <laughs> you could just say you just hate my casters. That's why I'm rolling up tanks no. now. Maybe it's not your characters, Asa. Oh. Oh. oh my god! No! I am dead. I am a dead sputter. Oh my god! Oh no. Did I officially kill? <laughs> I officially killed one of my players. <laughs> He well, was there from the start. No, I take of that this back. <laughs> I've killed one of my oldest, P one of my players' oldest PCs. <laughs> oh my god! Well, at least I can finally have some Papa time. Um, oh my god! <laughs> Seeing you soon, Papa. Liberate uh, you. 
Do I am I there to greet Webby at least? Or? Uh, we <laughs> we will we will visit that in a moment. <laughs> There's too much going on. Oh my god, god you guys! This is like I can't do this. You did this. You, I you did, did this. It's just my fault. The hell could you? This was your plan. Why do you have to make? I knew this battle was gonna be hard. Me. I didn't know it was gonna be this hard. <laughs> Um, all I right, I, it's... I think I liked you better when you were killing cats. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh my god, okay. We're back to Zanatha. She's going to, um, reach out and touch Ignis. You're only gonna take half of this. Oh, uh, it's only half of 75. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! God, what's up? What's up with you? What are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> how, how many souls do you keep in that vein? Um, I tell you what, Gob. You round a corner and you see the spectral form of your father who is cradling uh, the spectral form of Tali um, as she sobs into his robes. And he looks around when he sees you and gets up and... and, and, and Tali, Tali remains sitting, but she, like, you know, she sees that it's you and and kind of gives a half smile through her tears um, and Oral walks up to you and he's like she's this is this is bad this is bad Gob um, and he shows you an image of uh, he like okay not an image he actually like opens up a small like visual portal right to the material plane um, and you see a tower um, on a cliff um, there is fire and black smoke coming from one of the spires in this like castle that's here um gob and you're seeing this kind of from like a, an above view basically just like from this view um and you see this giant tendril of water um is like uh coming it, it looks like it's a big vortex of water coming up out of the out of the sea um and it's like curling up and then it's actually like starting to curl over like it's trying to reach into into the castle itself this, and and like so that's not just one spiral so um if the water level like this this coastline here is pretty big it's like uh the, the cliffside is pretty tall um and that water is reaching up and over it and so there's like this the water level has all come up here and the water level is going down it's all being like all this water is being drawn this way Ooh. Um, and he's like, your father looks at you and he says, give me the journal. I give it to him. It's been um, a horcrux this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> he, he says, he says, um, this is her phylactery. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he says, we need to destroy it. Well, I light a flame with prestidigitation and uh, burn the thing. You're burning it and the the pages start to to singe and burn and curl. Um, but like once it starts touching like more of the words of like the written words on the pa paper, um, it starts to glow yellow and the fire kind of repels a little bit. You're gonna need something a little stronger than that. I'll give you one, one more action. Does the dagger, like, I don't know, stab it with the dagger? You stab it with the dagger, and 
um, black smoke erupts from the journal and you hear 10,000 screams as the black smoke turns from smoke to glittering orbs of souls as they leave. Yikes. Gob, you come back into the material plane. Your mother turns and looks at you um, and it's her eyes again um, and the I should say, she turns to look at you and her eyes are glowing yellow and there's a look of terror on her face and then the yellow fades out and you see your mother's eyes one more time and she looks content and she gives you a smile and then she falls on the ground um, and as she falls, she turns to ash. Oh, we are out of combat at this point. Hey, what happened to that dragon? <laughs> <laughs> Do I still have my dagger? Is that Ignis? Yeah, uh, yes, you still have your dagger. Yes. And inside uh the the that little the you know the handle that I was telling you was between uh, the between the handle and the blade of the dagger, there's like this empty space in between. You see uh, a tiny like a tiny ball of wispy black essence. That is the the trapped soul of your mother. Um, Webby, you I'm wake dead. Up. I'm dead. What? You wake <laughs> up in the in the astral plane. Oh, okay, okay. In just your spider form. Uh, and in front of you stands Nonami. I just wave excitedly with my uh many arms run up to him and give him a hug knowing I did my best for my family and I have no regrets. Nonami reaches out his arms and he moves forward to embrace you. And, uh, and he says, you gave him, you gave her hell, son. You gave her hell. Oh yeah. Hellfire. So much hellfire. As Nonami takes you away from the, this place that you entered he says, you have to tell me all about that family of yours. Um, and he says, but until then, I'm going to introduce you to a different family that you may not have known about. Um, and he moves you to this area nearby a silver lake. Um, and you see about a hundred other Ettercap what? spirits. Whoa. And, um, and they all move forward to embrace you. Um, and then there's a flash of light, and you are joined by Wabajack. And he, he looks at you. This is, a, this is a god. You've never seen a god like this um, just in the flesh. Uh, you've seen domain wardens and things like that. But Wabajack is standing in front of you. He, he's dressed in regal gold and white robes. Um, he's holding a staff because why wouldn't he be? Um, <laughs> and um, and he looks at you and he looks at the other Edercap spirits and he says, um, Webby, you're one of the last. I've done a lot to try and foster the Edercap species ever since they came into existence some time ago. And you're something of a hero to them. Um, and he 
he's even like he, he says uh let me show you something and he opens up that same kind of portal that you saw uh well that gob saw or will do anyway um, um to a, a place in the world um and in the city of pharanos he shows you there's a small little temple um and the temple has a, a symbol of a, a circle with eight um like little dashes on uh, four dashes on either side of it um and he says that is the mark of a true hero someone who's left a lasting impression on the world webby that is the first temple of the spider whoa i'm like and using my many arms to try to hug as many edder caps and like even my god i'm just like so happy right now i can't stop clicking what do you guys uh, just roll last for the last uh, last thing? What do you guys want to do? What are you doing? You're standing in this room surrounded by bones and blood and bodies and crystals and scorch marks and ash. It's like a wild time. <laughs> and a dragon that could not make it to the party. Clark will kind of stare at Gob and just kind of He'll kind of give him a kind of a slight smile and nod his head with his eyes closed, but he'll hold uh, her turn away from the party and slowly walk back to Tali, and just kind of hangs his head as he stands over her and he drops his maul to the ground and he doesn't move and he starts to. You guys can see his shoulders and his back kind of convulse a little bit as he's uh, sobbing and it's racking his body. All of you guys hear a incredibly loud crashing sound um and water sprays in through some of the like the cracks in between the stones and the the whole building shakes um and this this crashing sound is like it's deafening um it is absolutely deafening to hear um and i think ixis actually gets up and blasts a hole in the wall and you guys are all looking out over the Shigoda Sea. Um, and you watch as this water crashes back to the, the ground and back into the ocean. Um, and a giant tidal wave pushes south. Um, and that's that's where we will end for tonight. Awesome. Um, well done, everybody. Wow. Holy that cow. Was... This was... That was an incredible session. That was and, something um, else. Yeah absolutely amazing steven dude like if they hadn't had you man you would have been so dead you were like <laughs> the hero you, you are dead webby 